Welcome to the Cabin Cast. Your getaway primer. Hey, Eric. Hello. Welcome to the the deep winter now. The deep winter 2023. Yep, here we go. I'm I'm feeling good about 2023. I am too. There's going to be a lot of exciting things for I think each of our businesses, our families and for the Cabin Cast. Yeah, the Cabin Cast and to kind of start things off, we just want to give a big shout out and a thank you to Billy Shane who's been our Cabin Cast editor for quite a while. I didn't look back to the furthest episode, but it's been well over a year, year and a half, I think. Yeah. So it's it's been really helpful to have him taking a peek at these and helping us get them cleaned up and sounding great for everybody. Yeah. So we want to thank Billy and he's um, switching things up and he, he's got an awesome career. He does event setup and audio engineering and um, his wife does video editing. So they're just great, great family live up in the Northwoods. So yeah, thanks to Billy and uh, yeah, on to the new year. Yes, so here we go. Do you do anything personally to get ready for a new year? Are you a resolution maker? No, not necessarily based on a new year. I've never done a resolution before. I am just working on fitness a little bit more and trying to get feeling a little bit healthier because I'm going to turn 40 this year. So that's yeah. kind of my thing is just see if I can't get back to, I guess, a, a certain number that I want to be at um, <laughs> right. by the time I turn 40. Yeah. I know it's good to set those, those things. I've set resolutions, but I kind of do it all year long. I'm kind of yeah. always reflecting and setting things. The past three years though, I have done that trend of a word of the year. Oh, sure. So this year though, it ended up being two words. Okay. What, what word. are those? Full time. Full time. Yeah. I was trying to think of how to like incorporate everything that was that I'm wanting to accomplish. And that's what came to me because everything had to do with being consistent. Yeah. So, you know, the working out, the hydrating, the posting on my Instagram and my blog posts, like the cabin cast, anything it had to do with being consistent. So, you know, doing it full time. Yeah. That makes putting everything total sense. Into it, so, yeah. And I think people see that, especially with the cabin cast too, is we're, we're focusing on, planning, getting stuff caught back up and yep. getting stuff rolling. It, we've had very busy years with the fire that we had our shop. You are in a new shop yeah. and that stuff is getting, that stuff is getting worked in. So, right. yeah, you know, we, we want to put out the best show ever. And if we are so inundated with some of the life things going on, like we said, the move and the fire that we're just rushing into an episode, then, then that's not worth doing it. So we wanted to kind of get refocused and, We've got a great list of people we want to be interviewing coming up in the year here. We're excited to share um, everything with you guys. Hey, it's Kristen. I'm here to tell you about White Arrows Home. White Arrows Home is a lifestyle brand that shares a warm and cozy mix of design ideas, inspirational style, and personal journeys from the backdrop of the Wisconsin Northwoods and my lakeside log cabin home. I love sharing daily inspiration for you on my blog, through social media, and in my shop. At White Arrows Home, you can shop in person in the store, but also online from anywhere. You'll find a mix of antique, vintage, and new furniture, accessories, and gifts carefully curated to fit our brand of classy cabin and cottage decor, campy style, and always a heavy sprinkling of plaids. New products come in the shop daily with decor that will let you bring Northwoods living 
into your own home and style spaces that are inviting, beautiful, and make family and friends want to linger longer. So the other thing that I do a little bit, sometimes the kids and I'll do a summer bucket list and things like that. So I know one of the things that that your family does is the hours spent outside. Yes. Which is kind of a bucket list. Yeah, a thousand hours outside. So I think that's just so amazing. And I ran across an article that I'm like, that is going on my bucket list. There is actually a log cabin heritage park. And I'm like, how fun is this? When I was a little girl, I loved going to like historic villages and pretending that I could go to school in the little one room schoolhouse, you know, and see how things used to be. I'm kind of, we call ourselves buffs at our house. We're history buffs, all of us. So um, I'm like, oh gosh, this log cabin heritage. And where where is it? It's in Gaze Mills, which is south of La Crosse and west of Madison. Okay. I can't believe I haven't heard of this. I know. It's got seven log cabins on it. And it says that it's an open-air architectural museum of log houses, which was established to preserve the folk architecture of the Kickapoo Valley. So that's what they call that area. So they've got six log structures, but there's seven that are kind of listed here. They have a spring-fed creek, two shelters, grills, restrooms, a volleyball court, a horseshoe facility, a ball diamond, a swimming pool, and a playground. Wow. So you could make a whole day of it. Yeah, that is a whole day of it. (laughs) Can you stay at the cabins? I don't know, but you know what I bet? And we have seen, we've shared some, there are some amazing cabins to stay at in this area. This this is known as the Driftless area. Beautiful. It's beautiful bluffs and it's along the Mississippi, rolling hills. And there are some amazing cabins to stay at that people could book off of VRBO, reach out and ask us for suggestions. So that would be a fun way to go down there. And then we are... My family's getaway is down right by there. So I'm like, this is going to be an easy thing to get off my bucket list. Oh, yeah. You have to do a tour for us. Right. And it says the exteriors of the cabin are open for viewing year round. Okay. So I, it might be fun to go two times or a nice little place to go for a hike and get to see the cabins too. Do you ever drive? We just drove to Montana and I'll see structures on the side of the road that I'm like, God, could we please pull over? <laughs> take a picture. Take a picture. Or, God, wouldn't it be fun to go and just dream what it used to look like? Because there's yeah. still so many structures left Yes, that you wonder, what did that look like when they first built it? Why did they build it there in the first place when there's nothing left around it? <laughs> right. And why did they leave? Like, what's the story? Yeah. I think that's one of the things that we both love about antiques, too. It's There's a story behind having pieces like that. So I think some people with a property might leave. When I grew up in Texas, we had a barn on our property, an old wooden barn, and it was leaning because of a tornado. So like it had a story why it looked like that. And we loved that old barn. Some people would have been like, take that thing down. But for some reason we kept that old crooked barn up. So (laughs) yeah, you just wonder what the stories behind them all are. And this heritage park does have the story behind each of the cabins. They have a great write up on the website and we will share the link in the show notes so that everybody can, can go on and look at it and get an idea and, you know, make a, make a trip there or make, a road trip through Wisconsin. There's so many things to see or the Midwest and add this to it. That's one of the things on my bucket list. Yeah, that sounds fun. Right? Another thing that I saw online that sparked quite a conversation on my Facebook page was it had to do with food. Do you like food, Eric? I do. That might food. be part of the, the yeah, bu- part why of we the both problem. have on our bucket list. Yeah. That we have to get to certain numbers. This is a combination of food that I had never heard of. 
And I'm curious why I've never heard of it, because it's something they say that happens in the Midwest, especially in places like Iowa. And I went to college in Iowa. Then I would taught school in Iowa for seven years. Yeah, I'm super curious. Now. Yeah. I have kids that live in Iowa. Cinnamon rolls. Okay. That, I That's got, a I'm plus, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're going to like the other thing, but I don't know if you're going to like them together. And chili. Cinnamon rolls and chili? Like you and eat them chili. together? You eat them together. So on... It was an article that was um, Better Homes and Gardens magazine posted it on Facebook. The unexpected combination became a school cafeteria lunch staple in parts of Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, and other Midwestern states for more than 70 years now. Really? I've never heard of those combined in, in, in like a purposeful way. And I, so this is what some of the people said. Follower named Janie said that she's lived in the Midwest and a few different states for most of her life and have never heard of this. May have to give it a try because mmm chili and mmm cinnamon rolls. And then another lady said, we had it at our school cafeteria a bazillion years ago when I was in school. It's no different than having a bowl of soup and a piece of pie. I think some people misconstrue this as pouring chili over a cinnamon roll and then eating it, but that is not the case. Is that what you're picturing? I was not picturing that. So that was uh, Teresa, one of my followers. And then some uh, Cheryl said, it's the only, in all caps, way to eat chili. With a cinnamon LOL, roll finishing. It's so bomb. Really? <laughs> I'll have to try it. We'll have to do that. I, I Usually we do cinnamon rolls in the mornings, yeah. though. It's, I, I don't know if I've even had one, except that maybe, you know, when malls were a bigger thing, at least they, they maybe they still are some places, but they were Cinnabon. Yep, right, you go to Cinnabon, yeah. but it wasn't I mean, next Cinnabon. to a chili shop, and right? they didn't serve chili with it. Isn't that interesting? I, my dad is like known as the waffle maker, and when we were just out in Montana, we had chickens and chicken and waffles. Yeah, that I've heard of. The kids love, but maybe that was just as odd when it first came. Sure, but it, this has been seventy years and it hasn't gone global yet. Yeah, so, so I'm going to start saying to people, oh, they have, they go together like cinnamon rolls and chili. Well, that's what Kimberly said. Nope. Cinnamon rolls for breakfast, chili for a winter supper or during a football game, but not together. Maybe in a few odd places, but definitely not a blanket Midwestern thing. Somebody else said, why not? Why ruin a good thing? <laughs> why ruin two good things? And then somebody else said in Northeast Iowa, this was a huge and people are using like all caps. Yeah, this is like passion. Um, a huge deal. Cinnamon rolls were always served. Were, with chili. This was in Northeast Iowa. Yeah, it was by far the most popular school lunch, even though it's a weird Combo. combination yeah. so the, but the thing i do like about it if i started to do that at home i think my kids would like it sure and they would think it was special because it's so weird and different yeah and then they'd be like to their friends oh you got to come over on wednesdays because we have <laughs> chili and cinnamon rolls <laughs> yeah it seems to be known for that mom yeah that's chili cinnamon roll mom yeah, yeah that so. works and, it, and it's hard because the i just don't have a lot of great feelings about School chili. Yeah, that's to true. Begin with. Right. So. And do you do anything special with your chili? Because it also sparked a ton of people giving their like secrets for their chili. And do you put noodles in it or do you not put noodles in it? And that, that's regional too. Yeah, I think chili mac is what we, we would do occasionally. Usually that's more of a way to stretch the chili out for a huge group of people. Right. Because if you have tons of people, one crock pot, you got to figure out how to make it an accent instead of just everyone takes a huge bowl. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like using ground beef as much. That's kind of the thing I do. That's kind of a hit with my friends is I take stew meat or cut up big chunks of okay. roast and then I char it on the outside and then 
you know, let it cook and simmer. So it just has a little more of a grilled kind of smoked flavor. Yeah. It's, there's so many fun ways to make it. And I've heard of people, you know, doing chili cook-offs and everybody brings yep. there and then everybody tries it. I mean, what a fun way to get together in the winter or invite people over to go snowshoeing or sledding and then everybody brings their crock pot of chili. Yes. That would be a really fun way to gather. And some other people said they love to put um, cinnamon in theirs. My mom puts chocolate in hers. In her chili. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like a, like a dark chocolate. I think people are just as passionate about whether they'd eat their yeah. chili. With and I them. use green chilies a ton. Yeah. So I'll put like three small cans of green chilies in. But the fire roasted kind, fire roasted tomato. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I don't like too much beans in my chili. If you go too super too beanie? bean crazy, it kind of throws me. So if I bring my crock pot and there's too many beans, you're not even going to try it? No, I'll just pick it. I'll be, it did take me a while to kind of get through it. We'll be like looking at you like, oh, you're one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind beans. It's just, it can't be all beans. That, that's the main thing. So it's, it's morning right now while we're recording. And so we're getting a little hungry about cinnamon rolls, but now we're kind of craving chili in yeah, the morning. Sure. So yeah, if we're talking more about chili, we don't have secret cinnamon roll recipes. Right. We, and the, we didn't we even, this, this topic could take us in so many directions. Yeah. We might have to have, I think, and one of the things we've been talking about is figuring out cohesive things. We jump around and that's super fun. We talk a lot of, a lot of stuff, but we might have to have like a chilly episode. <laughs> Cin- yeah. I don't know about a cinnamon roll entire episode devoted to that, but it'd be fun to talk to people like a world famous chili person. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Some chef from somewhere that everybody wants to go there for their chili. Yeah. There is a place in, like you just said, we jump all over the conversation. But when we lived in Fond du Lac, there was a place, and you don't really think of it for this, but his gumbo was. No, like, I, I don't. I haven't. Don't even know if I've had. What is gumbo? It's like a it, a Cajun soup. So it's got. It might be mixed with some seafoods, and it might have a, some ground meat in it, and just veggie, like a yeah more Cajun flavored yeah oh, so collection good really good yeah and. It, so I think, you know, restaurants or people get known for their special thing. And we talk about that a lot, actually, on here. If you're entertaining people and people are coming to visit, take the load off of you and just have some signature things that you always do. If you're always serving your special chili, yeah. then you don't have to do as much planning when people are coming to visit. Oh, yeah. It's ready to go and, and then people you are going to want it. A party and a new person's like, oh, you got to try Eric's chili. It's really good. Right. And then, you know, they, you get... And I have dialed it back. The one thing I used to make my chili spicy because that's what I liked. And I realized that that's not, I mean, I, not that I realized. It's just people mentioned when I didn't make it as spicy how delicious it was and that it's nice that it's not so spicy as it usually is. And so I stopped. And now if I, I put a little thing of hot sauce next to it and if you want to mm-hmm. kick it up, if that's your your vibe instead of making the entire pot that way. I wonder if they get to taste more of the flavors. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. So, I'm sure. Yeah. That is a great, that's great advice to put the hot sauces next to it and then let everybody. Yeah. So especially these days, people are getting so, such a variety of ways they eat. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. When we have our, my in-laws family has a lot of food, like legit allergies and preferences. So my mother-in-law does a fantastic job of cooking like basic staples and then spreading it out and people can kind of build your own. Right. Set up, pick the ingredients you want, leave or take things. It's not like it, everything piled together. Right. It does make it a little challenging to get creative with recipes, though. Yeah. So you don't, you know, the variety 
is harder. If you, you know, one person can't eat onions, somebody doesn't like mushrooms, tomatoes are an issue. Pepper is an issue. You just have to be okay with kind of build your own meal, yep. which is great. Well, it's also, it shows a lot of about her character too, I think, because how smart of her to just do that. Yeah. And then you're not taking it personally that nobody's eating your food and different things. Like you got to just roll with it and see what works. Absolutely. So that's really cool. The Cabin Cast is brought to you by Roughing It in Style. On The Cabin Cast, we talk a lot about making memories. But what makes a home or getaway more likely to create those cherished times? The Interiors team at Roughing It in Style is here to help you find that perfect memory-making balance in your home. The balance between gathering and privacy, form and function, relaxation and entertaining. We have two showrooms stocked with furniture, decor, and lighting. Our up north store is in Harshaw, Wisconsin, 10 miles south of Minocqua, and our out west store sits on the doorstep of the Rockies in Fort Collins, Colorado. Find out more and plan your visit today at roughingitinstyle.com. So I brought a song today, too. Oh, yes. So I'm excited to see what you think about it. It is Molly Tuttle, and... She is somebody I'm excited to start listening to more of. So let me tell you a little bit about her. She's one of the most compelling new voices in the Roots music world. Molly Tuttle is a virtuosic multi-instrumentalist and songwriter with a lifelong love of bluegrass, a genre the Northern California-bred artist first discovered thanks to her father, a music teacher and multi-instrumentalist, and her grandfather, a banjo player whose Illinois farm she visited often throughout her childhood. On her new album, Crooked Tree, Tuttle joyfully explores that rich history with bluegrass, bringing her imagination to tales of free spirits and outlaws, Weed farmers and cowgirls, resulting in a record that is both forward-thinking and steeped in bluegrass heritage. And we'll put a link to her website as well as to this song. So see what you think. So this is Take the Journey from 2019. Great message. Great message. Love it. She's super talented. I think it's a great kickoff for a year. We love to say, let the journey begin. Yep. And that's a great way to do it with this song as we head into 2023. And she'd be somebody I'd like to watch live, I think. Yes. Yeah. She's got great energy and I love her lyrics. Take the journey no matter where it starts or where it ends. Yeah. So happy new year. Happy new year.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Cabin Cast. You can find details and more information in the show notes on our website at www.thecabincast.com. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you won't miss a single episode. Follow us on your favorite social media channels. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Cabincast. We'd also love to hear from you. We want to hear your getaway and cabin stories. For a chance to have your story featured on an upcoming episode, email us at getaway at thecabincast.com. Until next week, enjoy the journey.